Good morning. I want to welcome you here this morning to the fifth annual St. Croix Valley Prayer Breakfast. I want to thank you all for coming, for taking time out of your morning, taking time to brave the, the nasty weather outside. We, uh, at, in prayer and consultation with the Lord, we feel that someone is in sin in our area and bringing the snow in. So we're going to cast table by side and then table and then person and figure out who's actually in sin and we'll deal with it appropriately. But it's such a blessing to be here in, the, in, in God's presence and in, with brothers and sisters in the Lord and to, to honor Him and to lift His name up this morning. Amen? Amen? I just want to read a short passage out of Psalm 95 before we begin. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before Him with thanksgiving and extol Him with music and song. For the Lord is, the, is a great God, the great King above all gods. In His hand are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to Him. The sea is His, for He made it, and His hands formed the dry land. This morning, I'd like to introduce Pastor K.K. John from Calvary Assembly here in Stillwater to begin our service with the invocation. Let us pray. Lord, your word says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Lord, we ask you this morning, help each one of us to humble ourselves and truly pray and seek your face. And, O oh Lord, Help our nation to turn away from the wicked ways and the sinful ways in which we have started to live. You have blessed our nation unbelievably. You have given us so much more than most other nations of the world. You have lifted up us. You have truly, truly blessed us. And yet we have become a nation of unthankful people. Help us, O oh Lord to turn and to turn, turn back to morality, turn back to the fear of God, turn back, O Lord, to truly trust in you and humble ourselves and live according to your word and to have the fear of God in our lives and in the lives of our families and our children. For this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you. Now could we all please stand, and we're going to sing a hymn, How Great Thou Art. Amen. Before you sit down, just why don't you greet somebody at a different table real quick, and just welcome them here, introduce yourself before you sit down. All right. Thank you. So as you're seating, sitting down... Um, you'll notice that we have not collected the, uh, the tickets or the offering. Yes, thank you, Pastor. <laughs> we have not collected the, uh, the tickets for the, the prayer breakfast this morning. If you flip those over to the back side, you'll see that there is uh, a name, an address, uh, email, things like that. We highly encourage you to, to fill that out. 
and to leave them on your table, and we'll collect them after we're all done this morning. It's uh, because of that we believe that uh, um, that that four. Uh, 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 announcement ahead by email that we've had such a wonderful turnout. This is the largest prayer breakfast we've had so far in the f- in the four years, the five years we've been out doing it. Uh, we outdid ourselves by, be- believe, over 25 people. So for you, those 25 people, yeah. Can I sh- see a show of hands real quick for the, if this is your first time here at the prayer breakfast? Wow. Well, there's more than 25 of you. So welcome. That's, uh, that's awesome. So it's good to have you here this morning. We're so blessed. So if you could leave those, fill those cards out, especially your email, leave those in the center of the table, then we'll, you'll hear about the sixth annual, but well before everybody else does. This morning, I'm very pleased to, uh, to announce and to, to uh, introduce uh, Pastor Jim Oden from uh, Oak Ridge Community Church. He's going to be sharing on the, the importance of prayer. And we're pretty sure that actually having him as speaker this year is the reason that we've had so much more turnout than before. And so uh, we want to welcome him. Let's uh, please welcome uh, Pastor Jim Oden. Thank you. And I'm pretty sure that my biggest fear is that I'll chase you all away for next year. <clears throat> Well, here we are at our fifth annual prayer breakfast. And the very fact that you are here at a prayer breakfast suggests that you feel the need for us to pray. To pray for our community, for our states, for our country, and our world. So we're here in light of the necessity and the importance of calling upon the sovereign, the almighty, the Creator God. We're here to seek His guidance, His strength, and His providential care in the affairs of our lives, in our institutions, and among the people who are involved in those institutions and the services that they provide. Such prayer flies in the face of the prevailing attitudes in our world if we think about it for a while. It's nothing less than countercultural to truly pray in this way to the God who is in heaven. That's brought out quite vividly when we reflect on the most well-known prayer of all, the prayer taught by the Lord Jesus Christ to his followers that we often call the Lord's Prayer. For example, prayer is based on the fact that God exists, and that he is the God who created the universe, created the world, and all things in it. He is the God who gives life and breath and all things to all people. The act of praying to God acknowledges that it is in him that we live and we move and we exist. Prayer is offered to God in light of the reality that he created all human beings in his image and therefore all our children of God in the sense of being his handiwork of creation. Prayer recognizes that God is over all, that he is the wise, all wise in fact, all knowing, all powerful and all good God who is in the heavens and does all that he pleases. 
While we cannot understand all of his ways, we know that as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways and his thoughts higher than ours. And so we say to this transcendent creator God, our Father, who art in heaven. We also live in a day when it is considered normal, even desirable, to make life all about one's self. To have as our primary goal our own comfort, our own promotion, reputation, power, popularity, etc. But have you noticed that prayer points us in a completely different direction? True prayer is supremely and ultimately concerned with God's reputation. Prayer views God as the only one who is truly worthy to receive glory, honor, and power. Prayer is uttered with the realization that the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And so we pray, hallowed be thy name. We live in the age of the Star Trek mentality. The thinking that it doesn't make any difference how big the obstacle or how formidable the foe. We have within us as human beings whatever it takes to overcome the challenges and to solve every problem we face. We can make this world what it ought to be if we will only put our minds to it and energy to it and work together to that goal. Never is this more evident than in some of the speeches that are given during political campaigns taking place every couple of years. But prayer takes a different outlook. Prayer recognizes the big picture that is painted in the Word of God, the Bible. That no matter how much mankind does, no matter what technological advances we make, No matter how vigorously we apply science to daily life, no matter how much speed and convenience and comfort and power mankind develops, there's still something fundamentally wrong with this world about which man has made no progress at all in fixing. Things are not the way they should be here on this earth. All our efforts through all of history have shown that we are not able to fix the biggest, most deep-seated problems this world has faced ever since the Garden of Eden, all centered in the problem of sin. Wars and the threats of wars are perpetual. Always little ones going on all over the place, and sometimes big ones that pretty much cover the globe. Hatred, oppression, robbery, murder, rape, bigotry, division, constant fodder for our newscasts. That's why we pray. We pray knowing that the solution is not in ourselves, but in our certain hope that God, and God alone, will someday set everything right, 
But he will do this when God the Son, Jesus Christ, returns to this earth in power and glory. We pray knowing that only then will true, perfect righteousness and justice and peace be experienced. Only then will this fallen world be restored to what it ought to be. And so our prayer is, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Prayer is also a direct affront to our tendency to think of ourselves as independent and self-sufficient. Genuine prayer to the God of the universe is offered in recognition that we are needy, that we are completely dependent upon him. We're dependent upon him for the most basic blessings, our physical life and breath and the measure of health that is ours. We're dependent on him for holding the universe together, for making this earth revolve on its axis and stay in orbit around the sun to maintain day and night and the seasons that give us the cycles of growing plants for food. We're dependent upon God for rain and snow and sunshine and the force of gravity. We're dependent on him for the strength that we have to fulfill our jobs and responsibilities as a means that he uses to enable us to have food on the table. It is with this complete dependence on God that we express when we pray, give us this day our daily bread. I hope that's the only person that's not liking this. Forty years ago, psychiatrist and author Carl Menninger published a book with the title, Whatever Became of Sin? Interesting title coming from a psychiatrist. His point was that public discourse about sin, which had always been a part of our nation's heritage, had seemingly fallen out of vogue and was no longer present. The truth of this is self-evident. For example, can you even imagine what would happen today if our president or governors would issue a declaration saying this, and I quote, It is the duty of nations as well as of men to own their dependence upon the overruling power of God, to confess their sins and transgressions in humble sorrow, yet with assured hope that genuine repentance will lead to mercy and pardon. Wouldn't it be great to hear that? Can you imagine what would happen today if our leaders would go on to say, and again I quote, We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us, and we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts 
that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace, too proud to pray to the God that made us. It behooves us, then, to humble ourselves before the offended power, to confess our national sins, and to pray for clemency and forgiveness. Would that our nation's leaders and our nation as a whole would realize our need, as did President Abraham Lincoln. Would that there would be national, statewide, countywide, and citywide calls to prayer and fasting because of the recognition that we have not honored God as God, nor given him the credit and thanksgiving that he deserves. We desperately need public officials at all levels who are willing to call their constituents to repentance, fasting, and prayer before God. But this won't happen. This will not happen unless and until we as individual citizens sense our own need of forgiveness for ourselves and our resultant responsibility to forgive others. This will not happen unless the churches of this land lead the way in humility and prayer and seeking God's face and turning from sinful ways back to the God who forgives and restores. This we desperately need to do with the awareness that God's forgiveness is received only through repentance and personal trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a forgiveness that Christ purchased by his death on a cross as the substitute for sinners. It is in Jesus Christ alone that we can have the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of God's grace, which he freely gives to those who are in his beloved Son, Jesus Christ. So we pray to the God who sent his only Son for this very purpose and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It has been observed more than once that the fall of every nation in history was preceded by the degradation of morals and values. In light of this fact, our first president, George Washington, warned this country in his farewell address by affirming, and I quote, of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. Proverbs 14.34 proclaims the same truth, just with different words, saying, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. Only a people who realize that sin in all its forms is a deadly enemy can expect to endure. Only a people who fear sin more than we fear poverty who fear sin more than we fear discomfort, who fear sin more than we 
fear boredom, who fear sin more than we fear the lack of popularity or losing a war. Only such a people will pray with conviction what Jesus taught those who follow him to pray in saying, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. It is easy to limit our goals and our purposes in life to what will advance us in our current earthly endeavors. On the individual level, it may be advancing ourselves in our vocations, or it may be enhancing our reputations, or raising our social status, or our economic status, or any number of areas of life. However, prayer that recognizes God to be God, that acknowledges him to be the sovereign of the universe, the creator and the sustainer of all, such prayer sees that there is a far bigger picture into which we fit. A picture that was expressed by the psalmist when he wrote, Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name, give glory because of your loving kindness, because of your truth. This bigger picture is made clear by God when he reveals to us the goal of all history, the end to which he points everything that he's doing throughout the centuries and the millennia, which we find in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 28. God's goal that God may be all in all. So it is with this realization that we pray, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So as we pray on this national day of prayer, and as we pray every other day of the year, as we pray for ourselves and our loved ones, as we pray for our city and our county, and our state, our nation, and our world. As we pray using words and phrases other than those found in the Lord's Prayer, let's always pray in light of the reality that God is God, the eternal, completely independent, and self-sufficient creator, sustainer, provider, and sovereign of the universe. Let us pray in light of the fact that we are his creatures, privileged to be made in his image, commissioned with the responsibility to glorify him, not self. We are his creatures completely dependent on him for all things. And we are sinners who desperately need his forgiveness that comes only through his crucified, risen, and living Son, Jesus Christ. We are his creatures who, if we are in line with reality, will acknowledge that to God alone goes all the praise, all power, and all honor for all time. With this in mind, I would like to ask you to do something with me in a moment. We're going to be led in prayer by individuals for specific segments of our community. 
But before we do, will you join me in praying this prayer that the Lord Jesus Christ gave us, in part to teach us what prayer is all about. So let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. This morning, we're now going to be transitioning into the prayer for the different areas of our community. And each of these areas are represented by people that are here this morning. So as we go to each area, I'll introduce who's going to be praying. But I also would like to introduce and have stand anyone who is in the area that we are praying for at the moment. We'd like to recognize you. This morning, we're very honored. It's the first time we've ever had a, a satellite feed in prayer. Uh, we were, when we were discussing the prayer gathering and who would pray for different areas, there are many times we pray for those who are stationed elsewhere in the world uh, with our military, but this morning we're going to have someone who is stationed elsewhere around the world doing the praying. But before we do so, could I please have anyone who is, has served or is currently serving in the military please stand this morning. I'd like to introduce to you Lieutenant Colonel Marvin Haynes with the U.S. Army Training and Doctrine Command in Camp Osaka, Japan. I'm Lieutenant Colonel Marvin Haynes, U.S. Army Training and Doctrine Command. Currently, I'm the liaison officer to the Japanese Ground Self-Defense Force stationed in Camp Osaka on the outskirts of Tokyo, Japan. Please join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, please watch over and guide those who protect our great nation from external threats, routinely forsaking their own desires, families, and often even their health and welfare for the sake of others. Father God, I ask for a continued blessing on the members of our armed forces, whether active or reserve, on land or sea or flying in the air, at home or deployed abroad. Especially grant those currently standing in harm's way your supernatural protection, guiding them away from danger, whatever the threat. Give their families peace of mind, shielding them from worry, and let them know that they too are in your capable hands. Finally, reunite them safely when the tour of duty is complete, and allow them to move beyond the images that could otherwise haunt them. Please give our nation's leaders the wisdom they require to ably command our men and women in uniform, as well as the strength of character to lead this nation in a manner pleasing to you. I ask all these things in the precious and holy name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 
this morning praying for the business and professional community in our community is Dr. Richard Powell, who has been a doctor in the area for 42 years in the Stillwater area. Could I have anyone who is a business owner, works in business, or is a professional in our community, could you please stand now? We'd like to recognize you. Dr. Powell. Good morning. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that our humble gathering here today in your name finds favor with you and honors you. I pray for those of us in business and the professions that we conduct ourselves with integrity and ethical standards worthy of our faith in you, Lord. I pray for a thriving economy within our community, state, and country, and for full employment with good, secure, and well-paying positions in labor, management, sales, and professional services. I thank you for the hardworking business and professional men and women who bless our community with their efforts. We know that all things come from you, Lord, and we thank you for the many blessings we enjoy. I pray, Lord, that you give each of us the heart to share those blessings abundantly with those less fortunate. Finally, I pray that you use us, Father, to draw others near to you and into a personal relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, Dr. Paul. Next, praying for education is Mrs. Jeannie Kirkpatrick, who is a teacher in the Stillwater School School District. Could I have anyone who is in the education field, whether high school, junior high, college, homeschooling, could you please stand? And we'd like to recognize you this morning. Please stand. Let us pray. Dear Lord, knowing the fear of you is the beginning of knowledge. We humbly pray for our schools. We lift up to you our administration, our principals, associates, principals, secretaries, everyone, Lord, involved with our schools, our bus drivers. Lord, I pray that you would give them your wisdom, your patience, your kindness in their daily dealings. Help them, Lord, not to grow weary in doing good. We lift up to you, our teachers, Lord, give them peace of mind and heart, creativity, wisdom, along with their knowledge, and a disciplined and strong mind in the fear of you. Bless them, Lord, for all the hard work that they do, Lord, and I pray that they would reap the blessings We lift up to you and humbly ask for those that our hearts cry out for you today. The most is our students. may, May we value them as much as you do, Lord. We ask for their protection of their heart, their minds, their bodies. Because we know, Lord, that unless the Lord guards the city... The watchman keeps awake in vain. 
And I pray, Lord, that at school they would learn to serve others, to get along with others, to respect each other, to know right from wrong, good from evil, truth from lies. I pray that they would store up knowledge, but knowledge alone, Lord, only makes us proud. Knowing that love edifies, I pray, Lord, that students would learn to love one another and respect their teachers. This morning, we acknowledge, apart from you and your provision, we can do nothing. We ask, Lord, for your mercy, your protection, and your grace on our students, our faculty, and our schools. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Now we'd like to pray for the emergency services. Tim Josepho will be praying for firefighters, for Stillwater Fire, or for the police department, for the ambulance service. Anyone who is in those fields, could you please stand? We'd like to pray to acknowledge you. All right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today to pray for the men and women in our community and our nation in emergency services. We thank you, Lord, for the sacrifices that they make to care for and protect those in our community. We thank you that you have given these men and women the strength and courage to face dangers and situations that are difficult to control and the willingness to help the lives of others while endangering their own. Father, we pray for your safety and protection over our emergency personnel as they respond to these dangerous and sometimes life-threatening calls. Give them skill and wisdom as they fulfill the duties of their job. May their strength of character, integrity, and honor help them to have an impact on the lives of those they protect in our communities. We lift up the family members of our police, fire, and paramedic crews. We ask that you would give them peace while their loved ones are on duty, understanding when they must leave at inopportune times to respond to calls, and grace as we struggle with the difficulties of our job. Father, we thank you for Christ dying on the cross so that we can have life in you. We pray that the truth of your Son would be reflected in us. And, Heavenly Father, we pray that your glory would shine through us as we serve others. Amen. 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 And now for our government officials, uh, former Minnesota State Senator Ted Lilly will be praying for our, the government. Anyone who is serving or has currently served in our government, could you please stand? We'd like to acknowledge you and to thank you. Representative Lilly. Please join me in prayer for our government leaders. Almighty God, we bow our heads in prayer to seek out your blessings on those whom we have elected to lead us in these great chambers of government. Lord, shed your blessings on our city, our county, our school, our state, and our national leaders.
Guide our leaders to honor your teachings as they passionately advocate for the policies and services that serve us. We ask that you share your wisdom as they work to find balance between your God-granted freedoms and your will to help those in need. Lord, bless those who work in government offices providing the services and building and maintaining the infrastructure that we rely on daily. Lord, we are one nation under God. Lord, we pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for each who has prayed for each of the areas. Now I'd like to introduce to you Pastor Jim Kirkpatrick from Stillwater Evangelical Free Church, who will lead us in our benediction. Before we pray to close, um, I want to remind you again of the opportunity to put your name and address on the back side of the ticket so that we can communicate with you uh, for upcoming events. Also, I would uh, mention to you that tonight at St. Lucas Community Church, we have uh, a combined church prayer service. And if you would look on the back side of the program, you will find a listing of the churches that have sponsored this event over the past five years. And uh, St. Lucas Community Church, Dan Peterson, uh, let me call your attention to Dan. Stand up, Dan. Uh, he will host us tonight at his church. And uh, folks from our churches come together to pray in a similar way to what we have this morning, but to encourage everybody to participate in that prayer time. And if you would like to join us, we would invite you to do that. Let me just mention also that there are a couple of churches that weren't on the, the planning committee this year. They'd be welcome to join us in the future, but they've sponsored tables this year. Crosswinds Community Church has sponsored tables in the past, and they have this year. Raise your hands if you're from Crosswinds. Good. And Bethany Covenant Church over on this side uh, sponsored a couple of tables this year, and we thank you. You probably noticed um, the men in grand attire and women at um, this table here that was sponsored in honor of our uh, military folks, and we're very thankful for that. I was thinking, uh, as the uh, picture of the trees covered with snow was behind us for a great while, up in the right-hand corner it said, freeze, and hopefully that's not a command. Let's bow together in prayer to conclude. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to come together this morning and deliberately take time out of our busy schedules to lift our minds and hearts toward you and to join together with one another in this community to recognize your presence. And as Jim said to seek your will, and to seek your glory. And Father, I do thank you for all those who serve in a variety of different ways. I think as well of uh, Project Life, sponsoring a table here with us today, our community organization to protect life. And Lord, in the variety of ways, you have led us to this point 
in time in our lives, in the journey that you've called each one of us to. I pray that as we leave here today, we would have our minds centered on our relationship with you. And that as we go from here and consider the rest of the hours of this day and throughout the end of this week and as our life goes on, Lord, we would more and more seek to have our lives centered in who you are and to live for your wonder and glory and your purposes. Father, I pray that if those, if there are those among us today who uh, are here because they recognize the purpose of lifting you up, but maybe are not quite sure of their eternal relationship with you yet, Lord, I pray that you would lead them into this wonderful and glorious daily walk with you through our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. You're dismissed.